I don't hear the beep beep. I did not hear the beep either. <laughs> Should we wait until confirmation? Yes. Okay. It, it's unmuted. Okay, we didn't hear the beep though. I'm a little wary. Yes. Should we? Yeah. We are live. They are saying we are live. Oh, great. My apologies. Um, so this meeting will now come to order. Welcome to the February meeting of the Local Agency Formation Commission. I am Supervisor Connie Chan, Chair of the Commission. Uh, it's great to be today uh, to be here today to join by Commissioner Gordon Marr and Jackie Fielder. The clerk is uh, Alyssa Samara. Thank you so much, Madam Clerk. Uh, also, I'd like to thank the staff at SFGov TV for broadcasting this meeting. Madam Clerk, uh, do you have any announcements? Yes, I do, Madam Chair. Today's LAFCO meeting is being held through video conference and the members will be participating in the meeting to the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda, channel 26, 78 or 99, depending on your provider, and sfgovtv.org are streaming the public comment number across the screen. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone by calling 415-655-0001, again, 415-655-0001, and then you would enter the meeting ID, 2497-097-0590, again, 2497-097-0590, then pound and then pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, Please dial star three to be added to the speaker line. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down any television or radio. Alternatively, you may submit public comment via email to myself, the LAFCO clerk, at Elisa Samara, A L I S A dot S O M E R A at sfgov.org, or by US mail to one Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. If you submit public comment in either of those ways, it will be forwarded to the commissioners and be included as part of the official file. Madam Chair, that concludes my announcements. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, please call the roll. All right. Um, for today's meeting on February 18th, Commissioner Chan. Present. Chan, present. Commissioner Marr. Mar present. Commissioner present. Pre <laughs> Commissioner Fielder. Present. Fielder present. Madam Chair, you have a quorum. Thank you. I understand Commissioner Singh won't be able to join us today until 11 a.m. So we may need to move item five to later on the agenda until she's able to join us uh, as she's up for reappointment. Uh, so with that, uh, Madam Clerk, please call item number two. Item number two is findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2497-097-0590, then pound and then pound again. If you have not already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted and then you that will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. So, uh, colleagues, I would like to make uh, a motion to adopt these findings, uh, but first we need to open this up uh, for co public comments. And so this is just allowing us to continue for our remote um, 
uh, our meetings to continue to be uh, conducted remotely. So um, Madam Clerk, uh, could you please open for public comments? Yes, uh, Madam Chair, uh, Michael Balthazar is here with us today. He is checking to see if we have any callers who are in the queue. Mr. Balthazar, please let us know if there are any callers are ready, who are ready. If you have not already done so, please dial star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. Mr. Balthazar, do we have any callers in the queue? No, we do ha not have any callers, Madam Chair. Thank you. Seeing there's no more public comments, public comments is now closed. Uh, colleagues, I'd like to make the motion to approve these findings. May I have a second? Second. Thank you, Commissioner Filter. So move, uh, I move the, uh, this motion and second by Commissioner Filter. Uh, Madam Clerk, do we need to call a roll for this? Or? Yes, we do. Yes. Great. Please. Um, on item number two, Commissioner Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are three ayes. Great. This motion is unanimously approved. And Madam Clerk, can you please call item number three? Yes. Item number three is approval of the LAFCO minutes from the January 24th. First, 2022 regular meeting. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2497-097-0590, then pound and then pound again. If you have not already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted. That will be your cue to begin your comments. Mr. Balthazar, do we have any Callers in the queue. There are no callers in the queue, Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. So, colleagues, do you have any changes uh, to the January 21st, 2020, or of this year's meeting? Seeing no changes, uh, well, I would like to have a motion to approve the minutes. So moved. Thank you. And Commissioner Fielder, would you like a second? <laughs> Thank you, colleagues. So um, this motion to move approve the minutes, uh, moved by Commissioner Ramar and second by Commissioner Fielder. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Yes, on item number three, Commissioner Ramar. Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are three ayes. Thank you, Madam Clerk. The motion has been approved and please call item number four. Item number four is a community choice aggregation activities report. A, enrollment and service statistics. B, legislative update. C, long duration energy storage procurement. D, customer programs update. And E, integrated resource plan implementation. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2497-097-0590, then pound and then pound again. If you have not already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak and a system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted. That will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, we will now hear from Clean Power SF Executive Director Mike Himes. I know you have a lot to update us on, uh, but if you could kindly keep your presentation to about 10 minutes to allow for questions from the commissioner, I would really appreciate it. The floor is yours, Dr. Himes. 
Thank you, Chair Chan, uh, and good morning, commissioners. Uh, Mike Himes, director of the Clean Power SF program. For uh, Mr. Director Himes, you are muted. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. So yes, sorry the about that. The answer to that question I asked would have been no, I can't hear you. Um, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, thank you, Chair Chan, and good morning, uh, LAFCO Commissioners, Mike Himes, Director of the Clean Power SF Program for the SFPUC's Power Enterprise. Um, at the outset of this meeting, I, I wanted to mention um, that the executive officer and I um, have had the opportunity to meet recently, um, and we've had some very good discussions on scheduling topics for future meetings. We, brain we brainstormed some ideas um, uh, during that meeting, and I'll be following up with the executive officer to coordinate some specific dates for those presentations in the upcoming months, so we'll have some specific topics to focus on. I wanted to mention that. I also wanted to mention for Commissioner Marr's benefit, um, I know that uh, he had requested some information at the last meeting. I have not forgotten about it. Uh, we're pulling some statistics together uh, and we'll get that over uh, shortly. Um, so my apologies for the delay. Um, I do have slides, I'm gonna pull them up. Um, Chair Chan sort of alluded to the length of the presentation. I uh, There are a lot of items here. Um, Excuse me, sorry, I think I need to hit share. Can you see the slides? No, not yet. How about now? Still no. We're not seeing them. Uh, would you like me to see if I can share? Let me try one more time. Oh, does the the tech said that it came through for a second, but it bounced back. Okay. Okay, it looks like it's working. Yes, now we see it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Put it in the presentation. There you go. Here we are. Okay, great. I hope you won't deduct uh, this time uh, from my my allotted time, Chair. Um, I um, I will keep this to ten minutes. Um, as you as you noted, there are a number of items here, but some of these will be fairly brief, um, just for continuity. They're they're in here. Um, so. Uh, as the clerk identified uh, our agenda, we're going to, I'll run through our usual program enrollment uh, service statistics. Um, I have a legislative update for you today. Um, probably the meatiest topic uh, will be a review of our participation with the California Community Power uh, Joint Powers Agency to procure long duration energy storage. Uh, I'll provide a quick update on our customer programs work and similarly for our power supply procurement activities to implement our integrated resource plan. Yes. Uh, Clean Power SF's enrollment and customer partic uh, participation remains stable. So I have no changes to report here uh, since our last meeting. 
And uh, one of the items that I spoke with the executive officer about uh, for these meetings was regularly incorporating legislative updates and issues uh, into our report to LAFCO. Um, so I'll be aiming to do that going forward. Um, the executive officer and I will also coordinate as needed between meetings uh, if new things come, come up. Uh, we know bills can appear and move very quickly at the state legislature. <clears throat> For today's meeting, I wanted to highlight uh, a bill that we are actively engaged in through our CCA Trade Association, the California Community Choice Association, or CalCCA. That is Assembly Bill 1814, authored by Assemblymember Tim Grayson. Um, first, it's important to know that through a number of regulatory actions, the California Public Utilities Commission has authorized investor -owned, the investor-owned utilities uh, like PG&E to collect um, in aggregate more than $1 billion from ratepayers for transportation electrification investment. Uh, Assembly Bill 1814 would authorize CCAs to also apply to the California PUC for ratepayer funding to administer their own transportation electrification programs and their service areas. Customers of CCAs already pay into uh, these transportation electrification program funds. So this bill would enable CCAs to uh, apply and potentially access these funds um, and play a more active role in helping California meet its transportation electrification goals. Uh, it also has the potential to allow Clean Power Stuff to significantly expand its delivery of uh, electric vehicle charging and potentially other transportation electrification infrastructure. This bill was introduced on February 7th and uh, we're anticipating that it could be heard in committee on March 10th. Again, I'll keep the executive officer informed of any important updates on this bill uh, as it progresses. Let's turn to energy storage. This slide summarizes uh, sort of our key points here for this section. Um, first, in June of last year, the California uh, PUC ordered Clean Power SF and other power providers to procure long duration energy storage resources. Long duration storage is a technology that is capable of charging and then discharging energy for at least eight hours. Clean Power SF participated in a request for offers for long duration uh, storage resources as, member, as a member of the California Community Power, Joint Powers Agency, uh, which goes by CC Power. And on January 19th, CC Power approved its first long duration storage project from a competitive solicitation that it issued. Um, and that project is called the Tumbleweed Project. CC Power member agencies, including Clean Power SF, are now uh, seeking approval from their governing bodies to participate in the Tumbleweed Project. Uh, we will be seeking our commission's approval next week and then we will be seeking the Board of Supervisors approval in March. We've discussed uh, California Community Power or CC Power at previous LAFCO meetings, but, but as a reminder, uh, in late 2020 and early 2021, 
Clean Power SF worked with other CCA programs to form CC Power so that we could leverage our combined buying power to acquire energy supply and jointly develop new programs and services for our customers. By joining forces with other CCAs, Clean Power SF can work with them to develop a larger project at a lower cost than if Clean Power SF went alone, providing financial benefits to our ratepayers. And for emerging technologies like long duration storage, the JPA structure uh, supports sharing the risk of developing new technologies, featuring new commercial terms with other CCA programs. Participating in CC Power also uh, would allow us to collaborate uh, on new programs or services that might benefit from a regional or scaled approach. Uh, the SFPUC Commission and the Board of Supervisors approved Clean Power SF's membership in CC Power last year, and Clean Power SF became a member in April of 2021. CC Power's board conducts its business according to Brown Act open meeting requirements. I've provided a link on this slide to CC Power's website and meeting information. Uh, there you can see meeting agendas, minutes, and uh, videos of previous board meetings. Uh, and like this LAFCO meeting, members of the public may join the board meetings and provide public comment as they would here. And you can see on the right side of the slide, the members of CC Power. Here's an overview of the long duration storage request for offers uh, timeline. Uh, as you can see, we've been at this now since the middle of 2020. Um, the project began with a request for information to understand the market opportunity for long duration energy storage. And then Clean Power SF participated in a joint CCA request for offers. Uh, in February, with the formation of CC Power, responsibility for the RFO was assumed by the JPA uh, and it formed a project oversight committee. CC Power shortlisted projects and began negotiations in June of last year. Um, shortly thereafter, the CPUC issued the procurement order I referred to uh, earlier that requires Clean Power SF to procure about 15 megawatts of long duration energy storage. The CC Power Board approved the agreement with the Tumbleweed Project on January 19th. And as I noted earlier, the uh, participating CCA members are now seeking approval from their uh, governing body. Here's an overview of the Tumbleweed project. Uh, the, the developer that will finance, construct, own, and operate the, the battery is called LS Power or Rev Renewables. Uh, this is going to be a 69 megawatt uh, battery. Um, it will be located in uh, the area of Rosamond in Kern County, California. This is a, a good location for this type of a project um, because there's a significant amount of solar and other renewable resources located in that area for this battery to store and discharge. Uh, the technology is lithium ion uh, and the Tumbleweed project has committed to building uh, the project in full compliance with California prevailing wage requirements and using a project labor agreement collective bargaining agreement or similar agreement. 
The target commercial operation date is June 1st of 2026. And the uh, contract term for the project would be 15 years from the commercial operation date. So starting on that June 1st, 2026 date. Here we've summarized the project agreement structure. Uh, there are three documents that we'll be bringing to our SFPUC commission and the board of supervisors to authorize us to execute. Those are noted in this graphic uh, as uh, one, number one, two, and three. I'll go through them very uh, briefly here. Uh, the first is the coordinated operations agreement. The operations agreement uh, is between CC Power and the participating CCAs in the project. The operations agreement details how CC Power and the CCAs will work together to manage the project's operations, including hiring a coordinator to schedule the power on the grid and making decisions on charging and discharging energy from the project. The Tumbleweed operations agreement will be finalized and executed by CC Power and the project participants prior to the start of Tumbleweed of the Tumbleweed project operations. The second is the project participation share agreement. This agreement is between the project participants and CC Power and specifies what CC Power and the participants obligations are as well as the benefits of the project that will be shared among the participants. Uh, the third agreement is the buyer liability pass-through agreement. This agreement is an exhibit to the uh, Energy Storage Services Agreement, and you can see that on the slide right above the number three, um, which is between CC Power and the Tumbleweed Project. Under this agreement, Clean Power SF and the other, excuse me, under the, the Buyer Liability Pass-Through Agreement, Clean Power SF and the other CCAs uh, will guarantee the prompt payment of their shares of CC Power's obligations. Uh, the agreement is intended to address the fact that CC Power is a new entity with no customers or revenues and thus no credit. So this agreement mimics what Clean Power SF would commit to if it entered into the agreement on its own. Clean Power SF's guarantee is limited only to its share of the project. So next steps, um, I've, I've already mentioned uh, the approval process. Uh, that's what we're focused on. Participating CC Power members have 90 days from the date CC Power executed uh, the Energy uh, Storage Services Agreement um, to execute their required agreements. Um, so that brings us to April 25th. Um, as I noted earlier, if approved by the SFPUC Commission on uh, the 22nd, we'll then seek the Board of Supervisors approval uh, in March. And uh, we're also working with CC Power to bring additional long duration storage projects through for approval. So we'll continue to keep this body updated as uh, those materialize. Okay, um, just a couple more slides. I'm almost done here. Um, so customer programs update. This is something I've been trying to do every meeting uh, to keep you informed. Um, I just wanted to note on this slide that we're making good progress on launching our heat pump, water heater, and DAC green tariff programs. Uh, we're also preparing an RFP to solicit an energy services company to support our implementation of our food services energy efficiency program. 
um, with that has a target launch date in 2023. Um, and we'll also be preparing a new RFP to solicit energy from community solar projects later this year. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Okay, and here's the last part of my update today uh, focused on our procurement related to our IRP implementation. Um, I just walked you through the, the first item, uh, the first row on this table, uh, the long duration storage. Uh, we've added a new row here underneath that, a uh, new CC power solicitation, which we call the firm clean resources solicitation. This solicitation is intended to help CC power members meet their obligations under uh, a different CPUC procurement order uh, that requires Clean Power SF to procure new renewable energy resources um, that have what we call high capacity factors. Um, these are resources that are able to operate around the clock, uh, closer to the plant's capacity, unlike solar or wind that generate only when the sun is shining and the wind is blowing. So think here of geothermal power supply that can operate 24 hours a day. This CPUC uh, procurement order is in addition to the long duration storage that I mentioned earlier. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to keep you updated on that as well. You can see the key dates and targets on this slide. Uh, we're making good progress on our renewable energy and storage solicitation and plan to be moving into contract negotiations soon. And the same goes for our DAC green tariff solicitation. We received bids for our green tariff uh, or what we're now branded uh, as the Super Green Saver Program. And we'll be moving into contract negotiations and approval uh, approvals for that soon. Um, I did wanna note that we did not receive any bids for our community solar program. So we're going to be huddling on our end and we'll prepare to issue uh, a new solicitation for that program later this year. Uh, and last but certainly not least, our team is preparing uh, design and other RFP materials for our local renewable energy solicitation, uh, which we are targeting uh, issuance by mid-year. And that concludes my report and I'm happy to take any questions you may have. Thank you, uh, Director Himes. Um, colleagues, any questions? I have a couple. Thank you, Director Himes, for this presentation. It was really clearly laid out, so thank you for spelling it all out. Um, my first question was, is there a lifetime of the Tumbleweed project? Um, what does ongoing maintenance look like? Yeah, lifetime is a good question. The um, 15 years is sort of our current estimate of the stand, I guess you could call it like a standard lifetime for these assets. They are, they're, they're new technology. So I think it's, there's a little bit of uncertainty there, um, but essentially the way that these batteries and these agreements work is um, that they can be augmented over time. So um, when we enter into an agreement like this, the developer and the owner of the plant is making a commitment to us um, to perform and to deliver a certain amount of capacity of, of energy storage capability. And so it's, it then, it's, it's, it's the owner of the plant's obligation to maintain the plant 
so that it is delivering um, the, per the agreement. So it's not, it's not our obligation to maintain the plant. It's not our obligation to supplement it. That's on the seller's, uh, uh, that's the seller's responsibility. But um, to the extent the battery wasn't performing or was degrading, they would add cells to the battery to maintain the capacity level. Thank you. And then my second question is, I'm still learning this entire ecosystem, but I'm wondering if there are any um, CPUC rules or other local policies that govern um, lithium extraction sustainability standards. Um, the so I think the extraction on the extraction side, it's it's typically I think governed locally where the extraction activities are happening. Um, we, you know, we do look, you know, the, the agreement that we have is, um, uh, you know, one, one thing, one area of concern that we have, right, is like disposal and management of it on the back end, right? Um, but there are, to my knowledge, and I, I will double check this and get back to you, there are no like rules from the CPUC around um, extraction. Okay, thank you. Those are all my questions. Thank you, Commissioner Fielder. Um, I, I do have a quick question, Director Himes. If you could elaborate, this is on the legislative update piece about AB 1814. Um, just trying to help me understand specifically on the transportation electrification. Um, do you have a specific type? Does the bill uh, cover or specify type of transportation for electrification? No, I think it's it's fairly broad as far as the definition of transportation electrification. Um, I think that um, what what the the bill is is intended to do is really be very clear in the statute that community choice aggregators like Clean Power SF have have an opportunity to apply to the California PUC and the California PUC needs to consider its application um, to uh, fund programs through you know what is a pretty significant amount of money that it's collecting on ratepayers power distribution bills. Um, the specifics around the kind of program that we would be applying to the CPUC for are something that we would develop um, as the city for Clean Power SF. Um, so one example, and you know we haven't we don't haven't thought through all the possibilities here, but one example that that uh, um, you know, we would want to look very closely at is just seeking funding to support more uh, electric vehicle charging stations. But there are other things that we could consider. That's great. Thank you. I, I'm just kind of curious. And that this bill itself is going to be before CPUC in March, you said? Uh, what the bill, I believe the bill will be before the um, Assembly Energy and Utilities Committee in March, on March 10th. That's that's March. what I've heard. Got it, because I was like, oh, okay. And so it is going through his legislative process right now at the assembly. 
uh, yeah like yeah that's right yeah so so the bill isn't law yet and once it does become law then we would have an opportunity clean power stuff would have an opportunity to submit an application to the cpuc understood that's really good to know thank you so much and um, that's all the question i have um seeing no one else on the roster is there anyone else have any questions okay so seeing no one else on the roster um, I think that this item can uh, needs to call for public comment. Is that correct, Madam Clerk? Yes, Madam Chair. Uh, Mr. Balthazar, checking to see now if we have any callers who are left who are in the queue. Um, if you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the speaker line. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and that will be your queue to begin your comments. We do have two listeners and two in the queue. Mr. Balthazar, if you could please put the first caller through. All callers will be getting three minutes today. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. You can begin your comments. Just um, here, we have an issue. Hello? The speaker line looks like it may have gotten muted. Um, Um, let's see, we may need to take a quick recess to reconnect this line. Um, no, the, the speaker line is muted in teams, Mr. Balthazar. Somebody muted the speaker line on, um, okay. We may need to take a brief recess, Madam Chair. Um, mm -hmm. I think we all need to reconnect, reconnect the speaker line. Understood. Will two minutes be enough? Yes. Or? Yeah, that should be fine. So let's uh, reconvene. Uh, let's go on recess and reconvene at 1040. Okay, thank you so much. Sorry about that. Thank you, colleagues. And thank you. SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
Thank you. I didn't hear the beep, but I assume we're back. I did not hear the beep either. But they are saying we are back. All right, Mr. Hey. Balthazar, if we could put the first caller through. So uh, I've been involved with the local agency formation uh, since the year 2000. And what we have here is that we are looking into every kind of uh, uh, modalities without addressing PGNE, uh, who we haven't settled anything with. And in 2004, in the Bayview, we were the first to put solar on 58 homes, which y'all have never ever mentioned in part of your assessment. So you have all these new people coming in to say something on LEFCO. You get your funding from the state, but you really have no power to do anything in San Francisco. And the worst thing is when you hook up with SFPUC, which as you know, is very, 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 very corrupt. When you say clean energy, we want to know how clean it is. If they get any of the energy from the stacks, that's not clean. Now, one of your last, the gentleman, about the term, whether it would be three years, five years, seven years, you didn't state the years, and he said, you know what, um, this technology is, uh, you know, will be uh, kind of, you know, working on it, upgrading it. That's not a good answer. When we sign an agreement, we have to get a real good answer as to what type of energy they'll supply us. That's called accountability and transparency. If you know this woman, Juliet Alice, she's the one who created all this confusion. LAFCO would have been in a, in a good place 10 years ago. But Juliet Alice and Hale worked together to hoodwink the community in the name of clean power. And you folks are confused because chronologically you don't have the history. You are saying something about nothing. The gentleman is from SFPUC throwing arrows in the air. When will we learn to be educated on issues? When will we learn to speak truth to power? When will we learn to represent the constituents of San Francisco. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. DaCosta. Thank you for being here with us today. May we have the next caller, please? Good morning, commissioners. Eric Brooks with Our City SF and Californians for Energy Choice. Uh, first, I just want to say LAFCO has a lot of power to make a difference when it takes action, and that's why we have the Clean Power SF program. So I just wanted to put in my two cents for LAFCO and taking action. Um, I want to talk about two things. One is a point of strong agreement with uh, 
with uh, Director Hyman's presentation, and then a, a, to show a point where local clean energy activists diverge a lot from both Clean Power SF and the larger Community Choice uh, CC Power Association. Um, the first is uh, AB 1814. The, the big monopoly utilities are constantly allowed to get ahead of us local community energy programs by getting first access to this money, and the community choice programs don't. So they'll jump ahead of us and make a profit off of things like uh, vehicle charging stations when the community choice programs are way behind. So that's really important that next month uh, LAFCO take this up and formally uh, vote to support AB 1814. The point of difference is um, localization versus long distance. Right now, the California, because of monopolies like PG&E manipulating the law, California favors long-range transmission to big power projects and uh, with by making it so that even if you locally go off the you know reduce your use by putting up solar panels on your roof things like that you still have to pay for long-range transmission for electricity that you're not using uh, that's a difference that makes it so that it's uh, it artificially favors long distance over local and uh, by making local more expensive artificially so what this does to community choice programs is it drives them to favor the big long-distance projects and not favor the kind of local clean energy programs that uh, we need uh, and that you've, you know, we've, I've mentioned over and over again and we're working on right now for local clean energy and climate justice. And so just keep that in mind that a lot of times we, uh, in some cases like this, we diverge with the community choice programs compared to advocates for local clean energy, and we're not always going to be aligned and that's, we also should talk in the future about changing that transmission um, charge law. There are, there are efforts underway to do that, and I can talk more about that on future agenda items. Thanks. Thank you so much, Mr. Brooks, for being here with us today. Um, I believe those that was the last caller, Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Seeing no more public comments, public comment is now closed. Uh, looks like we're still about uh, 12 minutes short from being 11 for uh, commissioners thing to be here. So uh, Madam Clerk, could you please call out of order for item number six? Yes, um, agenda item number six is, is, is the executive officer's report, including an update on the San Francisco Reinvestment Working Group. For members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item, should call 415-655-0001 now. Enter the meeting ID 2497-097-0590, then pound and then pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up in the speaker in the speaker line, a system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item, and the system indicates that you have been unmuted, and that will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. It's so great to have uh, our executive officer, uh, Officer uh, Pollock, to be here with us today. And it uh, looks like uh, Officer Pollock needs uh, the ability to uh, share the screen and, and share his presentation, uh, but the floor is yours. Great. Thank you, Chair Chan. Uh, Jeremy Pollock, Executive Officer for San Francisco LAFCO, and uh, we have a, a brief update for you that I don't know if looks like. Uh, now I can share here. Yeah. 
Give me one moment to bring it up. Okay, hopefully that's coming through. So yeah, the three brief items, although uh, with the reinvestment working group updates, we have a, a few sub items. I'm gonna turn this over to our policy analyst who's staffing the reinvestment working group, Khalid Samurai. Uh, he's been very busy uh, diving into all the reports, getting up to speed and also uh, coordinating the working group. And after uh, this afternoon, we'll have met with all nine of the, uh, of the working group members individually. And um, he can tell you more about our progress now. Khalid, are you on? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you, uh, Jeremy. So our uh, our first item is going to be uh, an update on the RFP for a public banking consultant. Um, then uh, the appointments by the treasurer and controller to the working group, and an update on our, the website for the reinvestment working group. Uh, next slide, please. Um, so we received uh, two uh, great responses for the RFP for a public banking consultant. Um, we're working through the contracting process right now with the uh, clerk of the Board of Supervisors and the con uh, Contract Monitoring Division. Um, the Executive Director, Jeremy, will lead the contract negotiations with uh, my support. Um, next slide, please. The appointments um, to the working group uh, Treasurer Jose Cisneros has designated Amanda Freed, uh, Chief of Policy and Communications uh, to the Working Group, and Controller Ben Rosenfield has designated Anna Van Degna, the Director of the Controller's Office of Public Finance. We are now uh, trying to find a um, recurring meeting time that works for everybody's uh, very busy schedules and hope to have more on that next time. And one more. And finally, uh, the website for the reinvestment working group. Um, we have uh, on that website um, an overview of the working group members, information uh, um, about public banking and other resources. We'll be adding a separate page for the agendas, minutes, um, and other meeting information uh, at a later date. And that's it for the reinvestment working group. Thank you. Thank you. I know how hard it is to find a time where everybody <laughs> can meet. Uh, it is very challenging. So I, I feel like that's one of the, the, the top priorities, but also toughest tasks. It's like, how do you get everybody in the same room at the same time? Uh, so uh, thank you. And colleagues, do you have any questions? Um, just not too tough yet, because this is just the beginning. Hmm. <laughs> and it's amazing. Thank you so much for, for, for doing this. Uh, you've only been on board, I think, what, less than a month? So for both of you. A month today. A month today. Congratulations. Or happy, like, one month anniversary <laughs> to be here. Stick with us for a while. So, um Colleagues, if I, if I don't see any questions that you have, or, and if you do, please let me know. Raise your hand. Okay, seeing, seeing none, um, Madam Clerk, uh, should we go to public comments on this? Or is, is there any more presentation? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah I have a, a couple more brief updates here. 
My apologies. Please. No problem. Uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, so a brief update on the e-bike incentive program. Uh, this is something that came out of the, the great work of my predecessor, Brian Goebel, uh, and his work on uh, uh, gig economy workers. And uh, it came out of a, a report from uh, LAFCO Research Associate Jackson Nutbeers, who did a, a report that recommended cre this creation of uh, a rebate program for uh, delivery workers that to use e-bikes. And uh, I believe this was one of his last updates before uh, Mr. Goebel uh, left LAFCO was that um, there was um, a surprise surplus at the California Energy Commission that allowed them to, to make a grant of $560,000 to the Department of the Environment that will uh, fund a four-year pilot program of this project. And um, yeah, we're very excited to, to see that moving forward. Uh, back in 2020, LAFCO uh, put in a letter of support pledging uh, in-kind support of LAFCO staff time on this project. Um, although because um, this funding wasn't expected during uh, our fiscal year 2021-22 budget and work plan, this wasn't included in that. Um, so uh, we'll be um, well, you know, working with the Department of the Environment to understand more of the, the scope and timeline of this project and uh, be coming back to the commission in the future to uh, to inform you and see how that fits into our fiscal year 22-23 budget and work plan. And uh, I believe the, the latest I've heard on the timeline of this is the, the mayor's office is aiming to introduce uh, a resolution to accept and expend this grant on February, the week of February 28th. And this then that will go to the Budget and Finance Committee for review and approval. Uh, and then this program will hopefully be up and uh, running starting uh, later in the spring. Uh, so uh, very excited about that. And uh, uh, the only other item is just a bit of housekeeping that the reappointments of Commissioners Marr and Preston were approved by the Board of Supervisors and they are now with us for new four-year terms. And uh, yeah, thank them for their service here at LAFCO. And that uh, concludes my presentation. Thank you, Officer um, Pollock. And I, uh, I see that Commissioner Marr has questions. Commissioner Marr, please. Thank, thank you, Chair Chan. Um, thanks, Jeremy, for all the updates. I had a, qu a few questions about the e the state grant for the e-bike um, rebate program. So that's great news. Um, do you know how, I'm just curious how much the fund, how much funding it is. And then also um, this idea, you know, has really been discussed at LAFCO about um, e-bike rebates and incentives in the context of our gig worker um, um, study and, and, and policy recommendations. And, um, and more specifically, wanting to support um, uh, delivery, um, gig, gig delivery workers to be able to, to transition to e-bikes. And there, from the surveys that were done by the, the research team, you know, there was strong interest from um, gig worker delivery drivers to, to transition to e-bikes. So do you know if that's, if, if the Department of the Environment, you know, is considering targeting the rebates to, um, you know, app-based uh, delivery drivers? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for those questions. Uh, to the first question about the uh, the amount of the grant, uh, I believe it's $560,000, and that's to cover a, a four-year program. Um, so I'll be uh, working on getting more details of, uh, of the, the total funding and what that looks like uh, and report back hopefully next month or uh, in between. And um, as, a, as far as the, the target audience of it, it's, yeah, as far as I know, it's definitely uh, meant to be focused on, on delivery drivers for, uh, 
for app-based uh, programs and gig workers. So um, I haven't seen the specifics of what uh, what the qualifications were will be. I imagine that's um, to be developed and uh, that's something we can bring back for a, a deeper dive in the future. But um, yeah, it's my understanding that uh, as if not the entirety of the program, at least the majority of it is going to be targeting uh, delivery drivers. That that sounds great. Um, and again, this this comes directly out of the the really important and, and groundbreaking work that LAFCO had done over the past few years around um, analyzing and the the needs of of gig, the growing gig workforce in our city and, and and coming up with ways to support them. So so thanks for the great update, Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, excited to to see this project develop, and uh, we'll we'll keep you posted as I learn more. Thank you, Commissioner Marr, and thank you, um, Officer uh, Pollock. Uh, seeing no more questions, uh, I, I I really agree with Commissioner Marr. Just thinking about uh, making sure that um, the work that we put in uh, will be supporting the share goal of supporting the delivery. Um, delivery workers with the electric bike program. And so we'll keep, keep on following with that conversation. Um, seeing no more uh, commissioners on the roster, uh, Madam Clerk, shall we go to uh, public comments for this item? Yes, of course, Madam Chair. Uh, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should pr please press star three now to be added to the speaker line. Um, for those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. Mr. Baltajar is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. It does appear we have two callers listening and two in the queue. Um, please put the first caller through, please. So with the eBay uh, recommendation and donation, has there been uh, any discussion on liability on our pathways? Uh, again and again, when we are talking about quality of life issues, we have seniors and those who are uh, physically challenged uh, asking questions about the speed of those who use um, the e-bikes. Now, I say this because uh, you can get a donation from, from any entity or agency, but we are living in a democracy. So have we had a discussion? that in case of uh, uh, the seniors or those that I've described uh, meeting with an accident, has some money been kept aside to address liability? That's number one. Number two, on the LAFCO website, we need to know all the various things that LAFCO can be involved with, including banking. Uh, there was some statement made of reinvestment. We, the people, know nothing about it, even though a lot of research is done. We, the people, know nothing about the four years of hard work put to get this grant. It has never been discussed in detail in any of the LEFCO meetings. 
So it's important to remember that in San Francisco, more and more the people are left out, and some so-called uh, politicians, nobody trusts the politicians today, but these politicians do as they please. So in order to win the trust of the people, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Independent, Democrat, in order to win the respect of the people, you have to have uh, deliberation. For example, today, nobody li likes Dianne Feinstein. They want her to step down. This wasn't some years ago. And that's because Dianne Feinstein cannot represent the people. Recently, we had three people from the San Francisco Board of uh, the Unified School District recalled. You see, there's a pattern there. We don't want to go there. We want to get the people involved so that the people understand what is happening. There is deliberation, not one or two people speaking for the people, but the Thank people you, united speaking. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. DaCosta. Thank you for your comments. May we have the next caller, please? Good morning again, Commissioners. Eric Brooks with Our City SF and Californians for Energy Choice. I want to touch on the reinvestment and public bank issue real quick to flag again for you guys something that's important to look at, and that is uh, local city electronic currencies. This is, start, this is happening in Miami right now, and Philadelphia is getting ready to set up a local electronic currency. And the cool thing about these currencies is that they can be programmed so that when customers, when people that have local money use money, they can be the money can be programmed to favor things like taxis instead of Uber and Lyft, to favor uh, local gig economy workers instead of people that are commuting from out of the city, to favor clean energy when they uh, so, so in other words somebody could opt up to 100% super green in our community choice program um, if they w by using the local community coin and so. As the public bank moves forward, it needs to look at that and probably incorporating some sort of local community currency that's programmable like that, uh, so that we uh, we're getting that we're getting ahead of the game and getting with the 21st century and making sure we've got that capacity. So, just wanted to put that on the table. Thanks. Thank you for your comments. Well, that was the last caller, Madam Chair. Thank you so much, Madam Clerk. Um, I am, even though it's 11.05, is Commissioner Singh with us now? She yes, is. She is. That's yes, great. I appreciate it. So um, let's call item number five, please. Okay. Um, of course, oh. and for the record, uh, yes. Sing, no more public comment. Public comment is closed. <laughs> Thank you. And then for the record, there was no uh, action taken for item number six. Um, item number five is the appointment of one public member term ending February 22nd, 2026, and one alternate public member term ending February 22, 2026 to the Local Agency Formation Commission. We have two seats and two applicants. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, 
colleagues, I am uh, very happy to uh, see that commissioners Fielder and Singh are reapplying for their seats. I would like to offer the commissioners the opportunity to briefly speak about their reappointment. Uh, Commissioner Fielder, would you like to go first? Yes, thank you, Chair Chan. Um, thank you, commissioners and Madam Clerk. It's been an honor to serve since November. So not that long, but I've very much enjoyed um, getting caught up to speed on all that LAFCO is doing with respect to Clean Power SF and the Reinvestment Working Group. Um, very excited to have Executive Officer Pollock on board now um, and really um, appreciate the public and um, a lot of advocacy groups um, engaging and keeping us on task. So look forward to more and I would be honored to have your support to continue. Thank you, Commissioner Fielder. Commissioner Singh, good to see you. Thank you, Chair Chan. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll echo, I've been, learned so much from being on this body for the last four years. I can't believe it's been four years already. But, you know, one of the things that I'm very, very excited about, I mean, very proud of the work that we've done over the last four years, um, um, and particularly, you know, the labor study and lots of other special studies that we did, but also, of course, our main duty in overseeing Clean Power SF. But, you know, when I did join four years ago, one of the main things that I was most excited to work on and, you know, one of the main things that, you know, former uh, chair Fewer um, actually was very excited to, for me to help work on um, was public banking. And so I'm very, very stoked that we are now finally getting that off the ground. Um, and that's one of the main reasons that, not not the only one, but one of the main reasons that um, I'm hoping that to be uh, reappointed today. Thank you. Of course, thank you so much. Uh, thank you both. Uh, uh, any comment? Uh, uh, if not, uh, should we then, um, I don't have any questions. So, uh, Commissioner Mara, would you want to make any remarks? Okay, great. So, seeing uh, no more remarks from uh, on, on this panel here, then uh, Madam Kirk, uh, please let's go to public comment. Yes, Madam Chair, Mr. Balthazar is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until um, the system indicates you have been unmuted and that will be your queue to begin your comments. Uh, Mr. Balthazar, could you please put the call first caller through? Uh, good morning again, Commissioners Eric Brooks, Californians for Energy Choice and Our City SF. I just want to quickly give my thumbs up again to these two candidates. I can think of no two better people to fill these uh, public seats than Jackie and Shanti. Both of them are stellar local community organizers, and uh, that's just the that's just the tip of the iceberg. So just a big warm thumbs up for both of these, and hopefully they'll stick around for quite a while. Thank you for your comments. And we have the next caller, please. Hello, caller. So here in San Francisco, as some of you supervisors know, and I have been saying this again and again, the constituents have not been kept in the loop. 
uh, LASCO can play an important role, but it hasn't. And it hasn't because it takes too long for y'all, and y'all make up your mind to do anything. The process is cumbersome. And LASCO could have played an important role in providing quality of life issues to many of our people, but it hasn't. You get the money from the state, and uh, you spend most of your money on consultants and writing large reports. Good leaders know the way, show the way, and go the way. It's as simple as that. If you're educated on issues, you can do a needs assessment. And if you are really a leader, you can make things happen. We have this corruption in our city, and it's linked to LAFCO too in many ways. As you can see, our SFPUC is popping its head. So you, representatives, whether you are uh, supervisors or the layperson, have to do right. You cannot do right if your heart is not in the right place. And you cannot do right unless you have standards, ethics, morals. We know that. So some of y'all do it. I know one supervisor does it, the supervisor that called upon SFPUC to submit some reports. He still hasn't got it. He got some report, but it was redacted. So we don't, we, that's not the way to go. We have to have transparency and accountability. So congratulations to the candidate. You have a good you, opportunity to set things right on behalf of the city and county of San Francisco. And by the way, I also represent the first people of this area, the Muwak Maloney. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. DaCosta, for your comments. Madam Chair, I believe that ends queue. Thank you. Seeing no more public comments, public comment is now closed. Commissioner Amar. Thank you, Chair Chan. And um, I, I really wanted to say that I agree with Francisco DaCosta that LAFCO um, our, our unique and incredibly important little commission um, can and should play an, an even more important role um, um, particularly around um, addressing our climate cr climate crisis, and and then also in supporting the the really um, um, incredibly important work of, of of the public bank um, project moving forward in our city. So, um, and I'm very confident that you know with the you know the strong leadership of Chair Chan and um, Executive Officer Pollock, and then now. Um, thank you so much um, to um, Commissioner Fielder and Commissioner Singh for your recommitment to the important work of LAFCO um, that, that we're going to be able to, um, to, to be even bolder and more impactful in our work um, it, this year and, and looking ahead. So um, thanks, everyone. And I, um, Chair Chan, I would, would, would love to, to make the motion that we appoint 
um, Jackie Fielder to the, um, uh, the public. If, if we may, if we may first, um, let, we need to take up one seat at a time because we okay. do need to have this uh, the different commissioners rotate in and out. So um, if I may suggest picking up seat six first, um, the one uh, Commissioner Fielder has applied for. And uh, if that's the case, if you could please turn off your camera, Commissioner Fielder, um, so that we can proceed with the motions. Okay. All right. Commissioner Mark, go ahead. Great. So I, I would move that we appoint um, Jackie Fielder to the um, the public member seat of the local agency formation commission. So move. And uh, Madam Clerk, uh, please call the roll. All right. On the motion to appoint Jackie Fielder to seat six on the LAFCO, uh, Commissioner Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Singh. Aye. Seeing aye. Commissioner Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are three ayes. The motion has uh, approved to uh, appoint Commissioner Jackie Fielder to uh, seat seven, right? Seven? Six. 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 Uh, seat six. Thank you. And uh, next, I, then I guess uh, next, would, Commissioner Mar, would you also have like to make the next motion as well? Yes, sure. and if Commissioner Singh could please turn off her camera so we can move on with the motions. Thank you. Thanks. I, so I would move that we appoint Chanti Singh to the alternate public member seat on the Local Agency Formation Commission. I second. Thank you, Commissioner Fielder. Uh, Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Yeah, on the motion for seat seven, Commissioner Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are three ayes. Thank you. And the motion has been unanimously approved. And we want to congratulate Commissioner Singh for returning. And we really appreciate not only her last four years, but we look for many more years to come until we get public bank. <laughs> so that's a while. <laughs> um, thank you, colleagues. I really appreciate all of you being here. Um, Madam Clerk, uh, please call the next item. Yes, item number seven is general public comment. Members of the public who wish to address the LAFCO on matters that are, worth, that are within their jurisdiction and not on today's agenda. For members of the public who wish to provide that comment, should call 415-655-0001 now, meeting ID 2497-0970590, then pound and pound again. If you have not already done so, please press star three to enter the line to speak, and the system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait to till, until the system indicates you have been unmuted, and then you may begin your comments. Mr. Balthazar is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. And we do not have any callers, Madam Chair. Oh, wow, great, okay. Um, seeing no more public comments, now public comment is closed and Madam Clerk, please call the next item. Agenda item number eight is future agenda items for members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2497-0970590, then pound and then pound again. If you have not already done so, please press star three to line up to speak and a system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please wait for us to call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted and that will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Colleagues, do you have any thoughts on the future agenda item? Um, 
of course, you know, if not at this moment, you're also welcome to contribute anytime when you have questions or curiosity about any item that you would like um, to work with executive officer follow-up to present. Okay, seeing no discussion for this item, Madam Clerk, please call um, for public comment. Yes, Mr. Balthazar, checking to, to see if we have any callers in the queue. Please let us know if we have any callers who are ready. For those all, who have not already done so, please press star three to line up to speak um, and, and wait for the system to indicate you have been unmuted. We have one caller who is in the line. Mr. Balthazar, could you please put the first caller through? Good morning, one last time. Commissioners, Eric Brooks, Californians for Energy Choice and Our City SF. So I wanted to expand and propose as a future agenda item the transmission charges issue that I brought up earlier because it's a really big deal and because it's kind of technical and wonky, a lot of people, very few people know about it. Uh, <clears throat> so these are called transmission access charges or TAC for short, TAC. And currently the state law is set up, once again, because monopolies like PG&E manipulated it to be this way, so that um, if you locally create less demand on the long-range, big long-range transmission wires that PG&E makes its profits, most of its profits off of, if you locally use less energy through efficiency, renewables, you still have to pay the same transmission access charges as everyone else all over the state. So literally San Francisco could put solar panels on every possible roof, could put all kinds of efficiency measures and demand response measures in place to save electricity and greatly reduce, like substantially reduce our how much electricity we draw from the long range grid and it wouldn't save us any money on that charge at all. So there, are, there have been efforts for many years now to get that changed so that to the extent that we take the demand off the long-range transmission lines here in our local community, we will save money by not having to pay the same transmission access charges. And there may be a bill this year that uh, comes up that uh, will address that, and it would be good if LAFCO could be proactive on this, you know, put it on the agenda in the near future, talk about it, and instead of just waiting for a bill, proactively say uh, so that this gives the activists that are working for it some more strength, we need to change this stupid trans transmission access charge rule. And so uh, that would be great if LAFCO could start working on that. And if there's a bill coming up this year, I'll let, you, I'll let Jeremy know about it right away, and then hopefully the LAFCO can endorse that bill. Uh, so that's, those are my comments. Thanks. Thank you for your comments. Mr. Balthazar, do we have any callers left in the queue? There's no more callers, Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, seeing no more public comments, public comment is now closed. Madam Clerk, is, um, please call the next item. And for the record, there was no action taken for item number eight. Uh, the last item on our, agenda, on our agenda is adjournment, Madam Chair. Thank you, colleagues. I'll see you in March. <laughs> Thank you. The meetings are just.